0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, on Saturday, Ukraine marked its 500th day of warfare following the Russian invasion. Over the weekend, uh, Vladimir Zelensky visited Snake Island, a symbol of Ukrainian resistance. Meanwhile, Joe Biden has arrived in the UK ahead of that NATO summit this week. And no doubt the war in Ukraine will be top of the agenda, along with Biden's comments on. The provision of cluster bombs to Ukraine. Joining us now to talk about is independent journalist from Ukraine, Olga Tokuruk. Olga, good morning.
1: Good morning, Pat.
0: Now, let's talk about the war generally, because sometimes um, what's happening uh, on the front lines does not make the front pages anymore. How is the war going for Ukraine?
1: Well, um, Ukraine is conducting a counteroffensive, uh, which is it is doing very gradually, because unfortunately, it does not have uh, still all the resources to make a striking counteroffensive. And Russians had enough time to prepare, to dig in, to build uh, their defenses. So, the counteroffensive is um is happening. Ukraine is advancing, but it it is not as, uh, you know, it does not have that lightning speed that previous Ukrainian counteroffensives last year, but Ukraine is gradually liberating its territory.
0: Now, the importance of that visit by uh, President Zelensky to Snake Island, I saw um, the posting that he uh, made on, on video, and it was a very powerful message, I thought.
1: Well, yes, absolutely. It happened on the 500th day uh, of uh, Russian full-scale invasion of Ukraine. And the Snake Island is this very symbolic uh, part of Ukraine in the, in the Black Sea that Russians seized initially in the very first days of the war. And then you rem- you, and listeners, you remember probably the a famous meme about uh, a Ukrainian border guard saying a Russian warship where it should go. So that border guard was located on the Snake Island, again, like a symbol of Ukrainian resistance. Uh, and Russians have described uh, quite frequently Snake Island as uh, this kind of who controls Snake Island, that ha- uh, that part has the superiority in war. So, the fact that Ukraine controls Snake Island, that Ukrainian president is visiting Snake Island in this quite daring operation, he went there by a boat, the videos published uh, of Zelensky coming there on a boat. Russians could theoretically, uh, you know, target the the boat if they knew he was approaching So just undertaking that very risky trip, uh, again, proves uh, that Ukraine is adamant to resist, that Ukrainians have courage, that they are brave and that uh, Ukraine will keep fighting, Mm -hmm. keep liberating their land.
0: One of the surprising trips also that uh, President Zelensky made was to Turkey. And then he uh, returns with some of the heroes of the resistance in Mariupol with him, uh, which seemed to be in breach of an agreement that Turkey had made with Russia.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, that also happened on the same day. So, in the morning, the video from the Stake Island was released and Zelensky was in Turkey. And then in the evening of the same day, he was already in Lviv in Ukraine with five uh, defenders of Azovstal that he brought with him on a plane from Turkey. So, uh, these uh, five Ukrainian uh, um, high-profile commanders of the Azov battalion, they participated in the defense of Azovstal, uh, steelworks in Mariupol last year that was under intense Russian bomb been in siege for months and then an agreement was reached with the mediation of Turkey that Russians, when when, uh, they captured this uh, Ukrainian uh, military man, that they would be transferred to Turkey and they would remain there until the end of war. Uh, But Zelensky and his team, we know today for today's statements that the negotiations with Turkish side with President Erdogan were going on for months on the subject of uh, bringing the soldiers back to Ukraine. And as we see, the progress has been achieved. They have been brought back. Russians were furious. Uh, They commented that it violated their own agreement with the Turkish side. But here, I think the most important point is that it's the game that Erdogan plays, that Turkey is uh, uh, pursuing this neutral stance in the uh, Russian-Ukraine war. So on the one hand, they uh, provide some uh, ammunition to Ukraine. They have joined uh, an ammunition factory uh, that is under construction on the Ukrainian territory with uh, the help of Turkish instructors, they help to, uh, they transfer this Ukrainian prisoners of war t- uh, to President Zelensky. Uh, but at the same time, Turkey also uh, plays a-, a game with Russia by helping its uh, bypass sanctions. Uh, so it- it's, you know, it's a-, it's a power game by President Erdogan. It's definitely part of it.
0: Now, what is the reaction to the proposal by the United States to supply cluster bombs to Ukraine, because they are very uh, controversial muse- munitions, largely because of their unreliability, that they uh, don't explode when they should explode and maybe might be discovered by children years later um, and uh, cause fatalities.
1: Well, this is a controversial issue, of course, but we shouldn't uh, forget that Russia has been using cluster munitions in Ukraine since day one, and those are Soviet-made cluster munitions that have a much higher coefficient of uh, being unexploded and remaining and um, maintaining and being a potential threat for years to come after the end of war. So the coefficient, the quota of uh, non-exploding of those type of munitions are around 30%, while the, this cluster munitions that the US supplied to Ukraine Uh, it's only 2.5%. It's still high. But, you know, in the situation when Ukraine has to defend its territory with what it has, and it has very little, and this provision of weapons, especially the artillery shells, the, the, the weapons for artillery from the West is much slower and the quantity of that is insufficient, Ukraine doesn't really have much choice. And that's actually also the decision of of the U.S. government, because they realize that the West and NATO countries that committed to support Ukraine as long as it takes, actually that their own coffins are half empty. So a lot of the uh, ammunition stock that has been in the West has already been provided to Ukraine. So uh, the provision of cluster munitions, it can make a difference on the battlefield in Ukraine's favor. I think in this situation, uh, uh, this consideration, it all outweighs the potential uh, threats and risks of of providing these munitions.
0: Now, um, Joe Biden has ruled out NATO membership until the war is over. um, And I don't think anyone uh, thought that Ukraine could join NATO while the hostilities were on, because that would mean that Russia would be at war with NATO, which is not something that NATO wants. Um, How likely are peace talks, do you think, Olga?
1: Well, peace talks are completely unlikely at this point because there is absolutely no preconditions for them. Russia is keen on continuing to destroy Ukraine and, uh, you know, genocide in its population. But if we are talking about the NATO bid, definitely we are looking forward towards the Vilnius summit this uh, week on Wednesday. Um, and President Zelensky is expected to come to the Lithuanian capital, but he signaled that he would only come if the a some sort of commitment on behalf of NATO to Ukraine. Well, obviously, no one in Ukraine expects that the country would join NATO while the war is going on. But a commitment, a more clear-worded commitment to admit Ukraine while, when the war is over is something that Ukrainians definitely are looking forward to because they believe uh, that only admitting Ukraine uh, to NATO uh, can not only be the most valid security guarantee for Ukraine, but it will be something that would ensure long-term stability in all of Europe.
0: Olga, thank you very much for joining us. Olga Tokyuruk, independent journalist uh, in Ukraine, uh, currently reporting on all the activities in anticipation of the uh, NATO summit. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.